Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to the Non-Intuitive Beats podcast. I think it's episode 77, brought to you by the Leader Club, that you are also part two if you're listening to us, but do consider elevating your club membership by joining our Discord channel. And today in this virtual studio with me, we have Dmitry Mananikov. Say hi to people. Hello, everyone. And as usual, the most annoying voice you're hearing right now is from me, Slava Kovalevsky. Uh, we have a small laugh on pre-show, so yes, do consider coming to the pre-show about the audio setup. And I just realized, my friend, I forgot to mention, so in my setup, I this week have broke down my earphones. So my earphones completely disassembled. Uh, and when it disassembled, part of it actually went to the keyboard and broke the keyboard. <laughs> that is hilarious moment and uh, by the way spoiler alert my wife she's amazing and she fixed everything like literally she took out my earphones she took out the keyboards she opened the keyboard she uh, everything works like I, I I cannot thank her enough about what she did but in the process I ordered the new earphone because, uh, you know, I didn't know about her generosity to actually go and fix everything for me. And I ordered a headphone that costs 1.5x uh, from my current one. Uh, it was iPhone Hi-Fi Man something that I just googled what are the best earphone in my budget. Uh, they came and I, I, I just cannot express how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the same company, same brand that you have or different? No, no, no. I actually wasn't able to find mine because I bought them quite some time ago. So I'm going to find uh, I'm going to find the earphone that I actually have ordered. So this one that I'm using, I literally wasn't able to find uh, the exactly same brand. It's so old. And I do remember that time I did a lot of research to make sure that within my budget, I would be buying the best air, uh, headphones I can. And as quite often is the case, if you want to stay within the budget, but to have a really high quality, you will get some no name or something. Uh, that's, that's, that's exactly what I get. I think my budget was 300. I get an amazing, less than 300. I got an amazing one. I love them. This time I located uh, something like four to 500. And I found this option let me show it actually. This option of a Hi-Fi Man Sundara Hi-Fi headphone. Uh, mm-hmm. have like open sound design? Uh, open sound. Tell me, what is open sound? You know, when like some headphones has an open part, so there's a different sound profile. I'm not really a professional in this area, but I know there's like a closed headphones and open headphones. Usually you can see a mesh on a side for open headphones. Okay, so this one then open because you can't see a mesh on the side of those. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, like I hate this website. So first of all, you know, the, the first signal that should uh, should signal me that something is wrong, you see their price 500 and they're selling for 239. Okay. And to be fair, to be fair, when I was buying them, they were selling for 299 so they already less than they were selling and supposedly their price is 500 so first of all uh, i've read some other review that says that that recommended this specific model so you know what you can do you can just re- read and random stuff on the website that was i did uh, then i found the discount so like okay it's a discount on amazon and i have an article that says buy them so i bought them 
I honestly cannot comprehend how you can have a day-night experience versus my old headphones. Like, it's so horrible, just horrible. Like, is it horrible for all sounds or for music or like for what? So, first of all, um, I also show it to my wife again. Thank you for, for rescuing me in this situation. I just literally, because I, I didn't believe I... And, you know, she is that type of the person that usually would not would not stress about quality of the sound so in many cases she wouldn't recognize and she just doesn't care in many detailed nuances so i just gave her to listen both of them and it was day and night mostly you can feel immediately from how sensitive they are they are so insensitive that it almost and i'm i shit you not it almost three time quieter on the same level of sound so i I have a roadcast, uh, 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 sorry, what, what, Jesus, they don't have a name, Road uh, Podcaster Pro, I think. This is like mm-hmm. stuff for the podcasting, the amplifiers, everything built in. This is the first uh, headphones where I not only had to um, tune the level of the volume to the max, mm-hmm. I actually had to, uh, mm-hmm. to go to a special settings that says, uh, enable additional amplification that shows you warning that this might damage your ears if you do so. And when I clicked that, I was able to make it sound reasonably. Could it be that, I don't know, again, I'm not really, I don't really understand how it all works, but could it that they require uh, different specs, you know, like some maybe higher resistance, higher voltage or something like this? So yes, this is you know uh, what I'm telling to you is some some legwork that I did. But my first reaction was okay, fine. They just there is indeed sensitive and non-sensitive headphones, and for non-sensitive you need to hire amplifier, and that's mm-hmm. fine. That is expected. But uh, this was just the uh, comparison that's easy to explain. But if you would. Uh, listen to them if you would tune it to the same level that actually same and even listen let's say a low uh frequency buses on both of them it's also day and night they like, were not able to produce buses at all i have no clue about the other parts when i just listened to some of the music that i had i just stopped it i disconnected it and i was so happy then next day my old airphones was working i yeah that's uh that's just uh and to be when, f- I was, mm-hmm. when I was buying my headphones, uh, I, on, I was looking for the lightest. So I just sorted everything by weight and, and tried to pick the, the lightest one. But but you are the same as, as I am. You have a motorcycle. Why do you care? Like you have a helmet <laughs> that you wear for hours. <laughs> I don't like when it's like, I don't feel comfortable when I have like heavy things in my head for a long time, especially headphones. God. Otherwise, I would just use my Beats headphones. Bluetooth is okay for me, but they're too heavy. Uh, you know, uh, by the way, I specifically was searching for wire full, so wire, not the wireless, wire uh, headphones without the sound noise constantly, without anything, mm-hmm. because the full price should go to the sound quality. Uh, Beats is nice, but uh, the biggest problem that I have with Beats is that you can have a high quality audio through the Bluetooth. So yeah, the be- you have to connect wire if you need. Exactly, yes. But the beats compensating them by having its profile tuned for very specific music. So mm-hmm. that specific music will sound reasonably even if you don't have a wire. 
which is like a nice trade-off, uh, especially they have your boss tuned up. They they literally changing their, their they have a predefined hard-coded uh, uh, equalizer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I love and hate and in the beats at the same time. Um, anyway, we started from the wrong topics, uh, but uh, my friend, I saw you added several. Can I have one more very quick before we? we of course, yes. I just added them when when there was nothing in the list. Um, I didn't want to to interject, but yes, we will jump to both of them. But first, uh, I want to say that my company, when I'm working, Cruise Automation, have released a very detailed report about what has happened in October. Ooh, nice. It is several hundred pages. <coughs> and <laughs> <laughs> You lost my attention. So what, what is he? Luckily, we have you, so you can actually tell us what's, uh, what's in this document. Yeah, now I finally can speak, obviously, with the scope that described on this document. I studied left and right to be prepared, so to speak. Um, And, you know, as everything in this world, there is no one one single-sided answer. It was tons of the stuff that that just have happened to, uh, to... to impact the way how we crews are communicated with with uh, with the DMV and other government bodies, one of the conclusions that specifically is uh, specifically written down in the report that it was failure of the leadership and some other teams to formalize and establish proper processes communication with the government bodies. And you can see, you can read from the report how, for example, in the communication channel, when everything have happened, one of our senior members, and by the way, one thing that impressed me, that the report has not only tons of the copy-paste of Slack, internal Slack messages, it has very specific names, names of senior people, what they have said, what they have did. So it's not Mm -hmm. just, you know, generic wishy-washy report of someone messed up. It's actually very concrete. That's why it's 200 pages, because it's literally have copy-paste of Slack messages of people. Uh, In fact, when I saw that, I just, just, just in case, search my name. Um, and Matt Wood effectively was one of the senior leaders that is part of this report left and right and uh, on the page I think 100 something around 100 and I'm not going to uh, non-verbatim to say what's in the report it says that Matt Wood was senior person from the end side he never should have been on the critical path of communication he was neither qualified nor trained to do the job and on the day of the event, he was showing to some of the government body records from the cameras, and um, there was even Wi-Fi problems. Looked like he was working remote from some remote location. There was Wi-Fi problem. He was streaming. So there is so many things that uh, some of them is luck, some of them is weird. But I don't want to speculate. I hardly would advise to read the report. Uh, I probably wouldn't be able to say more, much more than that, uh, mostly because, again, I need to make sure that I'm not deviating from any of the parts of the report because, you know, the, the, the worst problem when you're trying to speculate about this, you're saying something and then and people will get on another report. Exactly, yes. And people will assume what you have said, not 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 exactly what you have said. Now report is out, so I'm at liberty to say a little bit more, but, uh, you know, it's... 
<clears throat> With, I think uh, it's interesting yeah. to mm-hmm. see this kind of like role play was going on and uh, to learn on these mistakes as well. Absolutely, yes. And the whole idea to be uh, to be fully transparent. This report, I think, at least for me, shows how transparent we are right now because I was not expecting this level of details being made public. I never have seen it. It's, it's you know, like in a American movies. Everything you say can and will be used against you. <laughs> um, come on, man. It's no longer a movie. It's your life. <laughs> it's my life as well. It's like it's America. <laughs> um, Okay, with that, let's go to your topics. You have a book that you added. I'm eager to 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 hear more. Oh yeah, it's called the Quantum Thief. Um, it's written by wrote uh, made by Finnish author Hannu Rajaniemi. I think I don't know how to pronounce Finnish names actually. Um, it's interesting example of like modern sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, the few things that I really like about this book first after build. Um, like a sci-fi world it's like distant future of humanity mm-hmm. no aliens but still like very distant when humanity split on a few fractions and so on and book itself uh it's more like a detective genre you can think about Arsene Lupin books or Sherlock Holmes like he inspired um and essentially everything else just the setting for that like um what I like about it and I see a lot of comments that people hated that after didn't really do a job by uh, to guide you uh, in this world. This book looks more like it's just regular detective book written in that future world instead of sci-fi book written in our time. So after I use a lot of terms, a lot of like specific things, mm-hmm. and at first it's very hard to get through them uh, because it sounds like a blubberish, mm-hmm. um, but over time you start understanding from concept uh, for from context. And after actually did a great job, like the whole world is coherent, mm-hmm. and a lot of things he describes actually by, based on today like new science revelations, um, like a blockchain for example. There was there is a society uh, ba- um, built on privacy. Uh, everything you do is encrypted in a memory with your root key and you can share parts of your privacy to other people. Like people don't even see your face and know your name until you let them. And, and you can let them to see your face, let them to understand who you are. You can also make a contract so you can have conversations as a person. But after you're done, uh, your boss memories will remove this part of conversation, things like this. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, I was listening to a Russian version of it. Another interesting story, like at least for me, uh, he used a bunch of um, like how to like not remarks, um, but cross links with the Russian history as well, and I guess with Finnish a lot, um, like uh, with uh, old like classic Russian literature, which was pretty funny to see uh, in the names because like okay, this term sounds familiar, and when I Google it, okay, now I know why. Interesting. Um... Interesting. Uh, I will definitely add it to my. Uh, oh Jesus! I accidentally closed it to my to-read list. Just give me a second. And since we're speaking about the books, let me first of all add to my to my read list, and also uh, recommend the book Endurance. So this is a book that I started listening. And uh, first of all, I highly recommend Audible book. This is the format for this. It's really nice, vocalized. And interestingly, this is a book that I would recommend for for managers. 
If you really is hate it fictional or non-fictional, uh, it is uh, biopic if you want. <laughs> like, okay. uh, and uh, I will tell you a little bit more. Uh, but I was recommended to managers who hate classical management books. So if you, if you hate just management book that tells you things that, and for some, I know many managers who are like that, it's boring. Like reading the classical management book is boring. So this is about the ship that got strangled in the North Pole and uh, they effectively stay for the North Pole around several years, the whole Wait, ship. Is it one that was used for TV show? I don't know. <laughs> If it is, I don't know. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe. But this is based on the real story when the people strung on the North Pole for several years, literally, and have to survive that. And uh, Captain, by the way, all of them survived. So spoiler alert, sorry. I should have said spoiler alert in the beginning. Uh, I haven't finished it, uh, but nevertheless, I just know the story and you probably can, can find it fascinating on the Wikipedia. So the story is really nice. And there is so many management skills uh, because really uh, what I have found from my experience with some uh, military studies, Everything is connected. Military is very similar to management. Management very similar to survival. You you constantly working in unknown hostile environment with limited resources and many randomness in the environment. And this is exactly the case. Just to give you an example. So there was this guy in the ship that was... Uh, and as I said, the whole premise is sheep has crashed in the North Pole and they stuck there for several years. They have to survive. And there was this guy that was carpenter, a carpenter, I think. He was like, he was in charge of carpets or something. I don't remember exactly. And he was the most pessimistic and annoying guy. Uh, any comment would be really, really horrible. But we're all going to die. Why don't you see that it's, it's not going nowhere? And when they effectively built their, their, their housing, so to speak, a very small housing tents where they would be living, they all would have a partners. And partners who live with you, it's, it's everything, it's your family. All the tasks will be split among these tents. So each tent would have a task for several people to complete because there was a decent chance that one of them dies during the completion. Mm -hmm. And so this would be your family. And the captain actually to choose to live with the three the most annoying people, including this carpenter, because he didn't want this to spread. The panic, the pessimicity, uh, so he wanted to... Con but at the same time, he, as a manager, realized that he cannot, quote-unquote, fire them under these circumstances. He had to uplift the team, and this is methodic that he applied. And, like, these whole two years can teach you almost everything <laughs> that, that, sure, like, the management book will condense it, it will get you even more lessons, but if you really, really cannot force yourself to read it, read this book. It's really nice. <laughs> Okay, so sounds like a good advertisement. Uh, I, I googled mm -hmm. another book, so the TV series called... There is a TV, small TV show about this book, but one I watched called The Terror, and it's actually based on a different book, which based on, a, I guess, a different... It looks like it's very, uh, very famous, or like very popular thing to stuck in ice for a few years. Mm, so tell me about The Terror, <laughs> because... Uh, it's pretty much... I would say the same, maybe like or maybe it's the same story. I don't know, but um, 
again, like few two ships went f- to Arctic because they tried to find some special way between ices and they stuck. Um, everything would be fine, and, but there, there was a monster in, in TV series. They make like a separate monster, but it's more like a white beer. Um, and another issue was that um, the food they use, they have a canned meat and it contained. Um, Oh, oh my god, I forgot name. Uh, Plumboom. Uh, Plumboom, I don't know. What is the English name from Plumboom? Plumboom, I don't know. Any, <laughs> I have no idea what this means anyway. <laughs> Plumboom. Lead. Plumboom, it's a, it's a Latin or Greek for lead. lead Essentially, okay. they, they couldn't, they didn't have enough food because the food was, food was poisoned. Mm. So they have a, like a choice, okay, eat poisoned food or do something. Got it, got it, got it. Interesting. Um, you know, since we're speaking about this time of the film, there is a Netflix uh, film, uh, Snow Society, I think. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, Snow Society. So, highly recommend this. Uh, also, a completely real story about the rugby team that was flying over the mountains and crashed. My question, like, is it better than the original one? I have not watched the original one, but I can say really? that this one is really good. Okay, there was like an original movie, but it's, it's old, like maybe 30 years old. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I, I cannot speak about this one, but uh, that one. But this one is really, really good. I highly recommend. Oh, okay, I see. You can see a life. Yeah. yeah. 1993 and... Uh, oh, it's 30 years. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> But okay, so let's do life comparison. So this one has IMDb rating of 7.1. And the uh, Society of the Snow uh, has IMDb 7.9. So here you go. Here you go. So it looks like this one better. But again, I haven't seen the old one. Um, coming back to the books, I want to recommend why Apollo was a success. Uh, another great book if you want to read something that also educational again from the management angle but nevertheless and this is a small book like 84 pages because it's actually was written by the engineer one of the engineering staff uh, maybe not the engineer exactly maybe the pm or manager or whoever but someone from the engineering staff who was very short concise but to the point what they did in apollo what the lesson they learned kind of would highly recommend uh, interesting book um, and again short so you can read it in one yeah. go mm-hmm. so i didn't read it uh, my question um because there's a often like cognitive trap for people that when something happens i don't know it's like retrospective bias uh, when um, you know when you think about something and you try to find the reasons like why it's happening and you just pick random reasons and then pretend they actually elite it. Like, hey, because our director was wearing uh, yellow pants, that's why we succeed. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't look on these books like Simil, how, by the way, uh, the previous one uh, for Stuck in the North Pole. Uh, I don't... Um, endurance, right? Uh, I don't look on them that because you do this, uh, you have succeeded. There is a tremendous amount of luck and tremendous amount of hard work. Both of them need to co- coexist. But within these bigger stories, there is usually a smaller stories. Like how you deal, the, how you do or how you deal uh, with a toxic person. 
And also always these small stories, they are coherent. They are consistent mm-hmm. with each other. And these are the stories that I really like. And uh, some of the stories, you know, when you're reading the fiction, uh, fiction books, why I hate fiction usually, it's really hard to distinguish story that author just can describe persuasive in the way that looks like this is real versus story that has originated from hundreds or even thousands years of human experience uh, distilled in this one story. Mm, So endurance and these two, they are more like a second type where everything there feels like, yes, it's genuine, it's useful, it's not just made feel like it's useful by some, some, some author. Um, uh, but sure, on the grand scheme of things, either of the book cannot tell you the way how you deal with the toxic person, help you to survive two years or help the, the put, uh, th- that is questionable, all questionable, but the smaller story within the book. Oh yeah. They all have tons of the lessons. I see. Okay. Thanks for the recommendation. Um, Okay, so let's where is the topics? Where is the topics? Games. Let's go to, to let's go to game section. We have uh, quite a few. We have three topics for the game section with your in the start. Evil West, my friend. Tell me why Evil is so West. Or <laughs> uh, so it's actually a game that came up like two years ago, um, or like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I only started to play because it gets uh, free on PlayStation Plus, and I found it's really interesting game. Not interesting, like I really like it. It's a big game in terms of it's made with a somehow medium, small budget by mm-hmm. a small team. And it's just grab whatever was good in old games. Like it's a linear game. There is no like open world, nothing like this. There are pretty cool characters. Uh, actors like not super famous, but they're good. Like voice acting is fine. And there's a pretty simple plot. And you just go through it, like there's like a different scenes, like really cool fighting. It somehow reminds me God of War, in terms of you have like different weapons, you have melee um, and like different enemies. Again, it's not crazy, nothing really super expensive, but I really played like five, six hours and I really want to finish it because I feel it's like it's pretty short. Um, and the setup of game is simple. It's like a wild west, but there are vampires and different monsters. And you play as a guy who work for Institute who try to fight them. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So if you want like some old school shooter action game, which is pretty small, this is it. Um, you know, you remind me with this explanation, Gear of, Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, this is mm-hmm. this type of the game. It, I think in, a, in other, like they probably get some inspiration. There was a game called Order 8086, 1880s. No, it's like 18. Oh, 18. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a really cool game on PlayStation. Back then, it was like graphics was just mind blowing. Like it's PS4 era, start of PS4 when games weren't good. But that game like was super amazing with the cool demolitions. With um... <laughs> it's like advertisement. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, there's someone revisiting the game. Yes. And it's. Yeah. Uh... Uh, and the game looked like very awesome, like destruction was really cool. It was like linear and with really, really, really dramatic story. Evil West more on like a action fun side rather than dramatic. Uh, but they definitely pick some inspiration from Order. Got it, got it. Uh, I haven't played either, either of them, but do have played with Gear of War and uh, feels like what you describe actually very close. 
Yeah, it's uh, the only difference, like Gears of War, I think you use covers a lot. This one is more like open arena. Like every time you fight enemies, it's usually like a small arena. So you move between arenas. Got it. Uh, but to be fair, uh, Gears of War is AAA game, like proper AAA yeah. game, which I highly recommend if you have not, have not played. Um, I will probably check this out because I like time. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Call of Duty another classical uh linear game go from point a to b and kill everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah but this one yeah i can recommend like again i i probably wouldn't play it unless I, because it's like i wouldn't pay for this but i tried it free and really like it so the game they also don't rec- like don't ask for full price i believe it's like a medium priced game and i think it's like pretty good adventure for a few days you know, since we're speaking about the games, I just realized that I want to share one that I forgot to even add to the topic. So there is this game for the mobile phones only. Okay. It's called Simulacra. <laughs> the name is stupid. I wouldn't want uh, to admit that. Wait, it exists on the Steam. So I'm pretty sure it's ported. Yes, this is one. I'm pretty sure it can be ported to anything, but so have you heard about this genre of uh um, lost fun lost lost phone type of the games no oh man if you haven't uh, if you haven't searched about uh, sorry heard about this this would be probably the best entrance to the genre so the whole genre is a puzzle usually puzzles Mm -hmm. and the puzzle goes like that you founding someone's phone and because it is a phone on your phone, the game simulates your phone. So when you're clicking on the on the game up, it's actually full screen UI of another phone, mm-hmm. right? So it's like simulate the phone. And usually it's different premises. Uh, quite often you found someone's phone and that person in danger and you need to figure out by, for example, chatting with someone what's happening. Like you, you, you mm-hmm. reviewing the, the life of that person. And this specific game is a horror. You found the phone of someone that you slowly realizing got possessed by some spirit or or whatever. And uh, I must say, the the game is old. Like it was released in 2017. And after Simulacra, there was second and third installment. And many of the things obsolete right now, but it's still, if you're actually playing with the headphones, it is still scary as shit in the sum of the cases not all the screamers are there but you know it's like playing silent hill silent hill when it was released it was re- it was scary not because someone is jumping in front of you but because of overall atmosphere that it creates mm-hmm. and um, i don't want to spoil how they create this atmosphere because there is not that many when you're actually creating psychological horror there is not, not that many pivotal moment that can scare you 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 slowly building atmosphere and then you breaking it with something like oh shit this is this is <laughs> this is creepy moments because you cannot just you know jump someone on you because that would be the cheaper thing so there is not that many pivotal moments but there is a few that that still scary in this game and you know maybe not scary scary but uh, yeah it's a little bit cheating. I haven't played the second version, I haven't played the third one, but the fact that two more installments exist is a good sign uh, that the game was successful. I wouldn't recommend playing it on uh, without the headphones and on any device except your phone. Because yes, this fact that it's me... It, um, it reminds me like once I found a phone, um, 
but it was locked. It was iPhone mm-hmm. and it was locked. Um, and I tried to find the owner. So I found it on a railway station. So owner went to actually to train and phone has a notifications. Um, notifications wasn't blocked, you know, like you can see text and by names and like from people writing, I, I tried to like, I found the people who related to this person then found the person. So to say, Hey, I have your phone. Um, you know, this remind me, I also knew, uh, protection feature. Have you heard about this latest feature mm-hmm. that just got out? Um, yeah, there was several articles why Apple is doing so. I think this is one, uh, January 24th. Yes. The 25th, this is the one. So, uh, I highly recommend you after upgrading the iOS dear listeners to switch on the stolen device protection. And, uh, the whole idea that even if someone entering passcode in your device, they still will not be able to do some of the actions without the face recognition. Mm. This is important because turns out, and, and by the way, these some actions will only be enforcing face recognition if you're geographically outside of your home, which is also important. So it's like increasing level of uh, protection outside of the home. And reason being for that, uh, obviously all the people who stalling phone have figured out that they cannot, uh, cannot crack usually the passcode from the mm-hmm. Apple. So what they do, uh, some of them, opt out to not to steal iApple devices. That's for mm-hmm. sure. And this was the whole reason. But unfortunately, some percent opt out, opt in, not only to steal them, to, but to be more violent in actually forcing you to tell them the passcode. So they're threatening mm-hmm. people's life to get the passcode. When the person gives the passcode, they're trying to then obviously releasing the person because they really don't want to kill or harm the person. But until the person gets home uh, with the passcode, they can do tons of the shit. Okay, and, so, now, so now they need to threat people not to get give passcode, but also to unblock phone. Sure, but <laughs> uh, it was... Either they have to force the person constantly stay with them to do some of the stuff and constantly showing their face. Yes, which is also a possibility. But at least for some time until until the bad guys realize that this is what's happening, yeah, you will be a little bit more safe. A little bit more safe. So hopefully what this will mean that even more percent will opt out to stall Apple devices and very small percent of uh, thieves will opt in to do their really horrible shit. For mm-hmm. many things, even before I think when you buy for example something in the apple store or like make a payment um payment was using passcode but for example buying okay yeah payments was using passcode yeah you're right everything have an option either face or passcode mm-hmm. now for some of them outside of the home you will not have this option mm, i see uh so yeah we'll see how it works we'll see how useful it is but yeah Anyway, we deviated from the game topics. We have several more things that I want to cover. First of all, actually, this is even a very minor thing. thing. I have finished Alan Wake and I have committed to finishing um, Control. I really, really want to finish at least once. yeah yeah i really want to finish uh, at least once and the second topic uh which actually no i opened it up i don't have anything to show about this i am creating my own game 
mm-hmm. yes, I have created a game that we already played uh, with my co-workers at work in the office several times. I played with my wife and so far everyone loves it. So here is the concept. Let me describe the concept. The concept in a nutshell is a card game, very similar to Magic the Gathering, but it actually mimics the in real world investment. So you actually trying to play investment and the whole idea that uh, it's not only teaching you how to invest, uh, you can start small uh, in a very basic setup. It has only very basic investment instrument where you learning how to buy, sell and how the market price actually created it. And it absolutely consistent with real world and then on top of that you slowly started uh, getting introduced to options to futures to bonds to different strategies and similar how in the magic the gathering you have to build your deck the idea here is exactly the same like on each level you can add financial instruments in the shape of the cards and you can start playing with those cards with your friends um it's an interesting because I'm trying to start figuring out how to publish it, where to print the cards, how to do it. Uh, obviously, I printed it on my printer for the sake of the playing the first time, but uh, I'm getting very close to stabilizing the first set of rules mm-hmm. and actually printing the first paper cards with the right quality and start distributing. Nice. Um, so that's TLDR, but. One thing I want to say, I'm not going to have the first version of this game before I play it with you, so I can collect <laughs> your feedback, because, uh, yes, you have probably the most amount of experience of anyone who I know in the gaming industry. So would love to hear your feedback. Okay, would be really nice to play. Uh, I, I'm always amazed like how people create um, like a desktop games, especially like a good one, so it would be nice to play. Um... Yep, 100%, 100%. Uh, I'm looking at our topics. Anything on your mind, my friend, before we move nope. forward? So OpenAI have several features that I wanted to, to brag about. Not the brag, just to share about, because one of them I'm actually using... No, both of them actually using. One is workspaces. So workspaces and... Uh, it's called enterprise feature, but actually anyone can use it. You don't have to be an enterprise. So this is a proper enterprise grade support. And um, it costs a little bit more, but it finally has in terms of services uh, agreement that they will not be using your chats for training. So this was critical for me where I was using API. Now this is longer there. There is only one, two catches. One why, and both of them, why I was not able to use them immediately after they have released it. One, uh, when you're creating a workspace, so now the question, what do you do with your personal space? Because you probably have GPTs. GPTs will stop working if you canceling your subscription. So like, what do you do? You're now paying for both for your enterprise subscription and personal subscription for like, why for just keeping the GPT? So that was the first reason. The second one, you actually cannot do it alone in the sense that uh, workspace requires you to have at least two users in the workspace. Mm. Um, so perfect for family. Like if you have a family and you need several subscription, that is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But do you play per user or do you pay per user? Yes, you do pay per user. It actually costs five dollars more, so twenty-five per user. But there is two improvements. Uh, first thing that I want 
to mention this is extremely important for me no leaking your data that actually in terms mm -hmm. of service says that they're not going to reuse it for the training so this anywhere so your data is there's your data second one is uh, they have a much higher gpt4 quotas so if you are like me who constantly running out of quotas <laughs> that's that's the way to to api or this is the way and um so effectively they have released it quite recently i tweeted about the fact that i don't like this i don't like these two limitations because uh, a i i don't know do not know what to do with my gpts i have thousands of them mm -hmm. and finally it looks like there were so many peace people that they sent an email saying that a we now enabling migration so we can migrate gpts okay. from your personal account to workspace one-time procedures merging in and it will just work everything is fine i did exactly that i canceled my personal subscription and uh, instanti uh, instantiated the work um, the enterprise there was only one caveat caveat for which i want really to 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 kill open yeah guys like that was really stupid so let me let me ask you <clears throat> so you have your gpt like mm -hmm. imagine you have gpt that allows you to i don't know paint pictures it is public so it's available in marketplace okay now you're saying i want to transfer my personal account to this workspace you're clicking the button yes migrated it became private with a different id of, uh, okay id is the same at least id is the same but it became only visible for the workspace members i have several users reached me like what the fuck? <laughs> i'm using this gpd constantly and uh I like okay what the fuck indeed like what have happened <laughs> it took me quite a while to realize that they now introduced permission number four before it was private for people with link and public which means published when workers were in the work in the marketplace mm -hmm. in the workspace they have permission number four which says public but for only people in your workspace and this is a default when they're migrating any your personal gpts mm -hmm. to the workspace I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it costed me several hundreds of new charts that user have not have not started. You know, they they uh, removed like before OpenAI has disclosed not to work with military or with government. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Recently, they removed it. So for them, you may soon be very small customer, and, and they <laughs> wouldn't care about you. And by the way, all uh, I, I do support this decision. I formally support. I actually have a license on GitHub in my personal repository that says that uh, I allow any of my repositories and any of my, of my things be used by US government for any use case, including military. Not any other government, just US, but nevertheless, that's my default. Including survival, survival, um, surveillance on you. <laughs> Fine. Come <laughs> on. They need to. I have nothing to hide. <laughs> you know, let them. Let them do it. Um, okay. So this is one. There is an, another one feature that they released for GPT Plus subscribers, which uh, which I have found really, really interesting. So you now can actually type. And by the way, I don't know if they roll it out to everyone. I think so. But you now can type at, and you can reference any GPTs. So you can start the chat and you can ask another GPT to comment. And that another GPT will have all the context and will mm -hmm. comment on you. It's an amazing feature. Already using it highly because in the same chat you can ask and match different GPTs and uh, be asking different questions. 
I'm curious, will they add feature like when you ask question first time, they pick uh, appropriate GPT before that? I think it would be reasonable. Uh, it's probably will be really hard to implement if you are actually going to release it on the marketplace level. But I think it's a reasonable thing to 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 try to do. Yep, 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 yep. Um, okay, there is a whole a whole set of topics about investing that I really want to skip. <laughs> Not for today because we actually slowly getting the first first full hour. I want to speak about bis uh, bicycle motorcycle that uh, I recently have uh, almost test drived almost this drive but i sat on this i tried it from all angles and this is harley pan america uh pan america motorcycle this is effectively competitor of bmw um and uh, i must say that harley doing an amazing job of competing with bmw in uh, this adventure bike category it's it's an amazing and uh, first of all don't trust me because I actually haven't tried either of them. <laughs> I haven't drove this. I haven't drove uh, BMW. But here is why. Here is my reasoning why I recommend here uh, Harley Davidson. They only entering the touring and the adventure bikes uh, by segment. So this means that they are selling under price. And mm, there is evidence that this is true. And here is a specific evidence. If you go right now on the Harley Davidson, so when they start, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I already see price 17,000 and it's probably the lowest one against all Harley Davidson. Correct. Yes, yes. And this is actually not the full story. So when they started, they have uh, two models, Pan America that was even cheaper and Pan America mm -hmm. Special, which was higher. And uh, uh, they actually have so high demand that there is no longer Pan America normal. They only have higher price. And the story doesn't end there. So uh, 20,000 or like starting at, uh, right? This is a starting point for special. They used to have starting 30K, 13K. It was really low for, for Harley because they wanted mm -hmm. to penetrate market. Uh, and the story doesn't end there because they started, they try it. And if you look right now, they release CVO. And for uh, listeners who are not familiar with Harley, CVO is custom vehicle uh, something, or I don't remember what stands for this. This is effectively the exactly same Harley, but with higher price materials and a lot of custom builds where there's factory builds. So it's just same bike same specs but just higher end materials a lot of plugins just installed out of the box um, and uh, premium touch if you want okay. so they're usually adding cvos on something that sells extremely well where they want to introduce premium category for the stuff with the same engine same everything effectively um, so they just have an announcement last week and they have CVO Pan America. They're completely discontinuing normal Pan America. And for me, this means that this sells like crazy. But even though you, you cannot now have normal Pan America only special, there is a huge aftermarket. I can walk into Harley Davidson and buy 12K uh, Pan America Harley non-special, which is like 6,000 mm -hmm. uh, 6, uh, miles on it. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have like question like which i should ask first like but do you plan to use it as like part like not off road but using like on a gravel roads like goes to some like non-asphalt roads like how, how do you plan to use it 
Yes, turns out, and I might find it quickly, it turns out that around me and the East Bay, there is several people who are actually practicing on the off-roads with a bike, uh, with a bikes. One is Carnegie Esviera. Let me try to find it quickly. Uh, Carnegie Esviera. So this is a place that I have not heard of but apparently it has tons of the motorcycle uh motorcycle trails ranged mm -hmm. on from the beginning to the to the experienced people and i wanted to try several of them and i tried to take my indian scout on several off-road trips it's ended badly badly in the sense that i just started and after, after maybe 20 feet from the entrance of uh off-road i just uh, drove back because um the, the the wheels that it has completely yeah, unprepared yeah but you sure pan america will handle these roads fine without special tires uh yeah that, that, that's a question without special tires so by default pan america has many of the tires including of uh, including mixed usage Mm -hmm. Indian Scout does not. <laughs> like you can't find normal tires for a front yeah, wing. Obviously, Scout. Indian Scout not not for these roads, and it's too low as well. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So yeah, maybe it will not work by default. But so what? I will just end up buying another set of tires, and it's fine. Um, and what is even more interesting, I have actually found several neighbors on my street that have bikes mm. that are going to off-road periodically to that specific place. That was not very bikes uh, they have? Uh, they actually have uh, something from Yamaha one-cylinders for the off-road specifically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I haven't went, went anywhere, just, just new connections that... By the way, completely random connections. The guy who was making... Um, refacing on our kitchen and is making an estimate for refacing our kitchen turns out his brother is our neighbor that has a motorcycle <laughs> they're going to a fraud who connected us nice uh yeah that's that's uh that's a really really crazy crazy anyway this is probably all i wanted to share today i don't have too many other things my friend anything you want to add or share on top of what we have discussed today nope i think we're good okay then let's just end there is two minutes left for uh, minus two minutes to an hour and i'm looking at the set of the topics uh, nothing that can be easily squeezed into like eight or seven minutes uh we can just spill it over to the next next podcast yep Okay, uh, in this... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Comments, comments. Maybe someone asked us something, nothing on the YouTube. And let me see the Discord. And inside of the Discord, will has also great nothing. Uh, with that, thank you, folks, for nothing. And we will talk to you same place, uh, same time next week. Say bye. Bye-bye. See you, folks.